planning for retirement, there are many strategies that can help shape your income. If maintaining your current lifestyle is a goal of yours, stick around. On today's show, we'll outline several ways to find the best retirement income that can help you achieve your goals. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome on into the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. They're with us every Sunday at this time. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Ben, Matt, how are we doing today early on a Sunday morning? Oh, we're doing great, Gary. Looking forward to more coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's what we do here. All right, so let's uh, dig into the show. I was looking at the notes uh, before the show here, and and uh, I say that, it seems like I say this every week, but this show is chock full of great information. So if you're nearing retirement, you may wonder what the best retirement income investment is and how to turn your savings into income. There are factors to consider when choosing retirement investments, including retirement age, saving amount, and risk tolerance. Let's start out with the first one. What is retirement income, guys? Right. Well, I like actually add one to that list, which is the taxation part of it. Right. When it comes to retirement income, tax is the one that typically gets put to the side, mostly because financial professionals punt that to a CPA and the CPA <laughs> punch it back to the financial professional, right? <laughs> so uh, I always like to add that as, um, as kind of an overview sure. part of it. So when you talk about retirement income, there's really three types of retirement income out there, and then there's subsets of that. So the first is forced taxable events. So a forced taxable event would be like a social security check, uh, pensions, rentals, things that are forced to you that you can't change it and it will be taxed. Another example would be required minimum distributions. That's where the government says, hey, you know, take some of your IRA out or else we're going to have we're going to penalize you <laughs> and you have to pay and the taxes. Ta on. Right. And taxes, yeah. too. Yes, of course. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so first, you got to look at what your forced taxable events are. Uh, and then from there, you look at the second element, which is your electable taxable events. These will be the things that you essentially do to help make ends meet. Maybe Social Security doesn't cover you for everything you need to do or want to do. So you draw more from a 401k and that covers uh, the rest of your overall income goal. And then the third, of course, would be the uh, tax focused uh, events. So this would be like Roth conversions, things that you're trying to do to minimize overall tax exposure. Maybe you get taxed now and then it ends up becoming more beneficial to you later. So that's really the three categories that you need to look at first. And when it comes to retirement income, the first goal would be, of course, what is your baseline? Yeah. How much do I need? Well, yeah. And, and how much do you have as forced? Mm -hmm. Right? So some clients will, will come. Actually, Matt, you're talking to me about this. How you had a client come in. And what was the income that they were looking for? Are you talking like the 20K? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they needed $20,000 a month. Yeah. And then we'll have other clients that come in and they need like $4,000 a month, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. big range. And, and, <laughs> well, and there's not a right or wrong answer. Right, here. yeah, of course. No. It's just what whatever your lifestyle is, you know, what you're used to. Yeah, every client's different. So every client's income is going to be a little bit different. So you need to first figure out, well, what income am I trying to achieve? Yeah, I, I'm always surprised by that, though. Sometimes I think, uh, I've worked the numbers. They could retire now and have $5,000 a month after tax. And I think, oh, they're never going to go for it. And then their face lights up and they're going, are you serious? That's amazing. And then other people, hey, I've got $15,000 a month for you. Not even close. Oh, boy. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, everyone's different. I can't live on ramen. What do you, I what do you say? <laughs> I can't live on ramen. Yeah. 
so no, but and, and all joking aside, everything is so individual. And so there's not like 15,000 you should be able to live on it. Well, some nope. people can't. Yeah. And, you know, that's what your retirement is, is what your retirement is. So what's your baseline first? What pensions do you have? What, uh, you know, real estate rentals? What's your social security? And then from there, you can start looking at how you supplement the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And really what it comes down to is making sure that you have an appropriate change of your risk and time horizons as you work through retirement for for how this income ends up structuring to you. Yeah. Um, so th- that's going to be the first part is figuring out well what what is your tolerance level and your tolerance level isn't necessarily about well uh, will I sleep at night knowing that I'm 98 percent exposed to the market that's part of it but another part of the tolerance is what can your income tolerate and that's something that typically isn't said at least not in that way. Usually it's always relating to your comfort level with your risk exposure and your volatility. Are you saying, for example, if somebody has got an income plan and the plan works till they're age 100, but it's very close, uh, then if their finances you know, are too volatile and they go down, it would affect their income? Is that the conversation you're talking about? Yeah, I'm saying the direct relationship now. Mm-hmm. And so as opposed to, yeah, I mean, I get it when I was in my 20s and 30s. If the market went down, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a couple of decades to recover. So my risk tolerance is very low, you know, it, and perfect example would be like me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this industry, I know what I'm what the overall investment strategy looks like. So my risk tolerance is very high, mostly because, you know, I'm, I'm planning on doing this for a long time. Yeah. And so I, I don't need that money more immediately. So once you get to retirement, though, it's not necessarily just about that volatility of that specific investment, it's about how does it relate back to your income side. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people look at risk tolerances and pulling back on risk tolerances, they think of less return. And that's not always the case. There's also vehicles that you can do where you still have a higher return while also pulling back your your risk side of things. But there's usually some kind of sacrifice. Usually it's liquidity in that game. Sure. Well, and, and you know, everything we're talking about right now, this is part of the game changer when people go into retirement is they are looking at retirement income. Just that idea is different. For so many people because they're used to getting their you know their paycheck yeah and then they're giving their money into retirement now you're looking going well what's the plan for getting getting it out and again if social security doesn't cover you and your pension doesn't cover you you're now on a distribution strategy and you're thinking how do i get the income i need to to live every day and uh some people are wondering like can i just live off the uh interest that accrues from my investments yeah, yeah or the growth yeah or, yeah the growth uh you know other people are thinking do i have to change my lifestyle Right. And that's something sometimes we have to talk about as well, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes the best way to uh, make sure your income is is great is that uh, your lifestyle changes a little bit. Uh, does that happen with a lot of the clients you meet with? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we uh, we always, Ben and I both, we tend to talk to people about a few different variables when we're planning for retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Someone can tell us, hey, I'm going to work for 10 more years. And I want this, I want X amount of money monthly, in, you know, for, for my retirement income. How much more do I need to save based on what I already have? And we can do the math and say, okay, well, here's how much you need to save every month and we can, we can hopefully get you there. Other people will say, I'm saving this much. I can't save any more. And I want this much, you know, in retirement. Tell me how many more years I need to work. And we can do the math, right? If we have yeah. two out of the three variables, we can find the third. We, we can't do it if someone gives us all three and, right. and they simply don't match up. I'm only working for one more year. I'm only saving this much. and I want X amount. We go, yeah, let's have a come to Jesus talk because that's not happening. Something's got to change. Yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, let me jump in and remind everybody this is Sound Path Through Retirement. 
I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, with me, Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger, with us every week at this time. I'd like to thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. I want to give you the phone number because you want to get on their calendar after the segment, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. And we're talking about retirement income, your risk tolerance, and, you know, can we really count on your income from uh, investment returns? I guess you, you, you kind of have to, don't you? Well, in some ways, but you really don't want to have it be the same strategy you had in your 20s and 30s. So this goes back to something that we've talked about multiple times on the show, which is this idea of the 4% rule. And this is how you take a 20, 30, 40-year-old strategy and try to apply it to someone who's 60 or 70 years old. And the issue being is that you're just banking on the market and your overall portfolio growing at least 4%, and then you can just draw from that investment returns plus inflation to make everything end up working, right? It was created by a guy named William Bangin in the 90s. And so anybody who's listened to our radio show knows how we feel about this. But even William Bangin has come out and said, hey, guess what? This really doesn't work in a high inflationary environment. Right. And that's exactly what we've been seeing here. And that's why we're seeing struggles. But that's, you know, again, you look at 2000 to 2010, really bad decade in the marketplace itself. And we had zero investment returns from 2000 to 2010. It was actually negative. It wasn't until about 2013, 2014, the market flipped positive. So if we're trying to just take investment returns and there are no investment returns and significant inflationary times, then no, you, you can't just rely on the investment returns. You have to actually have a specific strategy to create consistency in income. Yeah, and it's a holistic approach. You know, we've always, you know, we, we always end up talking with our clients as well about simple things of when are you going to pull your Social Security benefits? That's going to affect your, your monthly income throughout retirement as well. You know, do you pull it early? Do you pull it at full retirement age? Do you pull it at 70? So these are all things we talk about. And it's really a holistic approach uh, when people come in and sit down with us. And we'll, we'll talk about the proper retirement age that works for your needs and your wants. We'll talk about Social Security benefits and we'll review your expenses and see what lifestyle changes if any, need to be made as well, because our goal is that you have fun in retirement. And, uh, you know, we, we say this every week, we always hold a few spots open for our listeners uh, who are here with us Sunday morning uh, to call in, come in, sit down for a complimentary review. We'll hang out. We'll look at uh, a risk assessment for you. We'll do a tax analysis and we'll come up with a customized plan. And ultimately, what we do is we just, especially this first meeting, is we simply talk through with you what uh you know we'll talk the, these actual details you know when are you looking at retiring uh is there a certain amount you need to feel safe and to have fun and we can do the math and work out uh what needs to be there to uh to to, to, to get you there so give us a call and uh come on in sit down with us it's free it does not cost you a thing and we'll get to know each other all right that sounds great just call 877-249-6900 877-249-6900 6900 now our goal at the show is to help you make the best decision so if you have any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation just get a hold of ben and matt at 877-249-6900 the folks at SoundPath retirement strategies are ready and willing and able to help you get on that smooth path to retirement one thing you want is peace of mind and once they put that plan together for you you're going to see and it's going to be uh, not as stressful as you thought it was going to be originally. All right. So we are going to take a short break and we'll be back with more of Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What is coming up next, guys? Yeah, following the crazy inflation and rising interest rates that plagued 2022, many investors are uh, taking measures 
to protect their portfolios in order to secure what they have grown in their nest egg. So find out what you can do when we come right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and they're back with us to help you take charge of your money like they are every week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. It is Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us, my friends, and thank you for listening. So we're going to get right into our second segment, gentlemen. And uh, a question most of us have is how to keep our nest egg safe, secure, and growing. Now, are annuities the answer? Now, we're going to dig into this and see what all the talk is about because, I, guys, I've been reading some stories about the, the growth of annuities over the last couple of years, and, boy, it is staggering. I know you have some information to share with our listeners on that. Absolutely. You know, we we only deal with retirees, right? We, we are retire, retiree-focused fiduciaries, so we don't have any 20-, 30-, 40-year-old clients. So being retirement focused, annuities is one of the most common questions that we get. Yeah. Are annuities good? Uh, why are annuities so horrible? Are there only people who are evil that sell annuities? You know, we get all all the gamut of yeah. of this. And the answer is, well, kind of on all, all of those. Yeah. Yes. I mean, no. it, yeah. it's it all depends, which, again, I always say is the most frustrating answer a financial professional can give. Also a tax consultant. But it does depend when it comes to annuities, though. First, it's important to define the different types of annuities. And I really kind of overview two basic types or, or basic purposes of an annuity. The first goal would be to provide a lifetime of income, mm -hmm. a personal pension. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you X amount of money per year. It's not going to change. And so if you live past anybody post Noah, you know, you're 140 <laughs> years old, then you're always going to get that annuity. Now, insurance against living too long. Right. Longevity risk. It's insuring yourself. Yeah. Uh, and so those types of annuities typically have higher fees, typically have lower returns, and they're designed for that stabilization of income. So I usually say that if a client finds themselves in the fetal position in the corner of their room during market crashes, well, that could be a role that it can fit. It Get can, a life annuity. It can do something. Yeah. Now, the other side of annuities are ones that are not necessarily structured for lifetime income. They're structured for growth or accumulation. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the example I always give is like a fixed annuity. So if you look at a CD, a three-year CD, it's an obligation from a bank that pays you a fixed rate for a fixed period. Yep. After the three years are up, do what you want with it. You know, yes. Roll it back over, spend it, use it, you know, another CD, whatever. A three-year fixed annuity, same thing. Same thing. It's a fixed rate for a fixed period. The only difference is that it's paid by an insurance company instead of a bank. So in that case, go to the return. Which one has a higher return? Mm -hmm. and, and that way you can ladder these in and have it be more of an accumulation mindset. And those ones don't well, typically don't have any fees, just like a CD typically doesn't have any fees. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you can use those kind of hand in hand. But when it comes to the three scenarios that I typically see people that need or want an annuity, there is the first scenario being someone who's looking to uh, increase their growth. So accumulate someone like I just gave that example between a CD and a fixed annuity, you go through whatever the return is. And so the two best annuities to use for that purpose are going to be a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity. A fixed indexed annuity is where instead of getting a fixed rate of return, you're going to get a rate of return tied to a market index. An example being 50 or 60% of the S&P 500. 
not all of it, yep. but you can't lose when the market goes down. So that's the trade-off is that you get some participation, nothing on the downside. Now, there are banks that do something similar. They're called structured notes, uh, equity link CDs. Uh, there are also something called buffer products, but you have to be kind of careful on those ones. And so that's scenario one. Scenario two is for somebody who has social security paying X amount, and they just need $15,000 more per year, and then they're good. They, they, they don't want to have to play around with the market. They're terrified of it. They don't want to change investments. They want something that's going to be just nice, easy, no problem. A life annuity is where that fits in. And again, that's longevity risk protection. So you'd have that in social security and then, you know, you know, go skipping along the daisies or, or, or whatever, right? <laughs> you just have to know that by going that route, you're sacrificing return. Yeah. Most times you're sacrificing growth. You're probably not going to get the most bang for your buck, but you might sleep better at night. And then there's scenario three, which is someone who wants a hybrid. This would be meaning that they want maybe a, an accumulator or they want a lifetime income, but they also want a death benefit for beneficiaries or a long-term care hedge for if they end up getting Alzheimer's or whatever the case is. So those are the three spots that we typically see someone falling into an annuity. What, what, what are your thoughts on variable annuities? Oh, I hate variable annuities. I was just going to ask you that. Share, you want to share why? <laughs> I, I hate them. Well, so here's the issue with variable annuities themselves. And again, I'm, I'm doing broad strokes here. So, well, and, and do, you, do you hate them specifically for what we focus on with retirement and retirees? Or do you hate them overall? Overall. Uh, I'd say overall. The issue is that... Folks, this is about to be the gospel according to Ben. <laughs> Stand by, folks. Stand yeah. by. So here's the issue that I have with variable annuities is that they, the, the reason why they're sold or the reason why they're placed, you could typically do similar things with better protections and less fees doing some other vehicle. And so I typically will tell clients as I'm trying to stay as objective to these conversations as possible that a variable annuity is more like a Swiss army knife. So it's got, you know, a blade on there. It's got a bottle opener. It's got a cork screw, right? But it doesn't do anything great. If you've ever tried to use a Swiss army knife for actual work, it's, you know, go get an actual screwdriver, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's, that's kind of the problem that I see is that they can be accumulators. They can be lifetime income. They can be long-term care hedges or death benefits, but they just don't do any of those great. And aren't the and fees they, pretty high on those, uh, Ben? And that's, that's the issue is that the fees are, you know, three to 5% when you add up the sub-account fees, mortality and expense charges, all of that. And so. So if the market goes up 6%. But yeah. Yeah. You're up two or three. Yeah. If the market's down 10%, well, you're down 13 to 15. Yeah. So you, they still get their fees regardless of what side the market ends up going on. Sure. And so it, it's typically not a great one. And the issue is that – so I, I generally believe in the goodness of people. I, I generally believe that financial professionals are doing what they feel is right for their clients. So take this, you know, that, this conversation not saying that any advisor that says a variable annuity is good is a horrible person. Not necessarily. Um, but – a lot of times these are sold relatively deceptively. They'll be sold as, hey, you're going to get this in annuity that's a guaranteed 7% growth per year. Mm -hmm. So it's sounding like a fixed annuity. Yeah. But it's actually a variable annuity and your cash value is decreasing. The only thing that's increasing is this lifetime income benefit, mm -hmm. which becomes a crediting factor to end up using how much money you're going to be able to draw per year. This 7% growth is never growing on a cash value ever. Hey, guys, let me jump in and remind everybody this is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Thank you for joining us on a Sunday morning with me, Ben Koval. 
Matt Liebarger with us every week at this time. By the way, they are both fiduciaries, which means by law they have to have the best interest of their clients. They have over 10 years experience and they specialize in pretty much everything and anything when it comes to retiring, retirement, income strategies, wealth accumulation, and so much more. Let me give you the phone number you want to get on their calendar, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. All right, let's get back to it. We're talking about annuities, guys. Well, and I think that uh, just been explaining multiple different types of annuities, I think the key to understand for all of our listeners is not all annuities are created equal. And this is the reason why we have people come in and sit down with us and some will say, please tell me you offer annuities. And I think, well, what annuities are, are you wanting and why? And other people will sit down and say, please tell me you're not the guys that just want to sell annuities. <laughs> and it's because people simply don't know the difference. Of, um, but Ben, what you were talking about for people who might hide in a corner uh, and, and shudder a little bit when, when the market crashes. Uh, a lot of people did that last year. I saw a stat mm-hmm. that said annuity sales rose 39% just in Q4 yeah. of, of 2022. And, uh, and fixed index annuities, specifically ones that you mentioned that are tied to indexes, uh, those rose 32% year over year in Q4. So this is something on a lot of people's minds. And we do talk a lot of annuities when people come in and sit down. So um yeah, it's, it's very relevant. Well, I mean, the thing, though, and this is where it, I tend to find the industry is a bit backwards, mm-hmm. is that if you're going to an insurance salesman and you sit across the table from them, it doesn't matter what your goals are. They're going to pitch you an annuity because that's what that's what they do. Insurance. Yeah. Well, and if you're listening today and you want to sit down and have a holistic conversation uh, with straight talk and understand what's out there, uh, give us a call. Ben and I always leave some spots open for our listeners every Sunday. And uh, sit down. You want to talk uh, bank notes? You want to talk CDs? You want to talk annuities? You want us to take a look at what you currently have and what your dreams and your visions are for the future? That's what we're here for. Uh, also, for those who uh, call in, you're going to get a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. Uh, that's our gift to you. So give us a call. We look forward to seeing you. Will you autograph that book, oh, Ben? Is it from? Because I'm, I'm sure they're going to want the autograph. I always feel awkward when people ask me to do I, I that. Know, I know that. I know. It's me, weird. Ben, ben me gives too. me a stamp of his autograph, and I just have to stamp them for my clients. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement income plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. And Ben and Matt and his team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by, ready to talk to you. 877-249-6900. Get on the phone right now. You want that peace of mind? Want that uh, smooth ride into retirement? This is where it all starts. 877-249-6900. All right. We're going to take a short break. We're back with more of SoundPath Through Retirement with Ben and Matt. What is coming up next, guys? All right. When we get back, we'll get rolling rolling over your 401k that is and we'll tell you why it can really help boost some of your retirement options welcome back to the show this is sound path through retirement i'm your consumer advocate gary nolan with me back again to help you take charge of your money is ben koval and Matt Liebarger with us every week at this time. Thanks for joining us Sunday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. All right, let's uh, dig into segment number three in the show. Uh, the, the, I got to tell you guys, whoever wrote the show notes this week had a 
and it has a sense of humor. There's a little note here, and it says, when I think of rolling, something entirely different comes to mind. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not advocating that, nor are we saying invest in the cannabis market. We're not. That's, on, that's up to you. All right, anyway, but most uh, baby boomers that are nearing retirement uh, have maybe a dozen jobs, and uh, over those jobs been uh, multiple retirement accounts. Now, 401K is probably the most common. The question is, what have you done with these accounts? We'll start rolling out some options for you. 12 jobs. I think I've had about 15 jobs in my career. And I, I got, honestly, goodness, I was only fired five times. So it's not too bad. It's a pretty good ratio. Anyway, we're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, about, first of all, what is a, what's an IRA rollover? And let's go through some of these, uh, uh things here on the segment here today. Well, first I'll say no joke this week, I was calling up old employers. Uh, I've got a whole stack of papers on my desk right over there. Just, uh, trying to find what 401ks do I still have out there that I've lost? Yeah. <laughs> and so I started calling old coworkers saying, hey, we, we had a retirement plan when I worked there, right? Yeah. I think, okay, who do I who do I need to call? So I've been calling around this week because I actually think I've got two, maybe three that I still haven't got my claws on. So this is this is something serious to think about. It's yeah. lost money. Yeah, I Even found a financial one. professional I, yeah. can lose one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was obviously long before my days as a financial professional, but I think back to my early 20s and I thought I, I invested in something. I just forgot about it over the past 25 years. Yeah. Oh. Right. And, you know, when it comes to rollovers, well, I actually had an experience here this last week where, as many of the listeners know, maybe even affected, unfortunately, we've had a lot of layoffs that have happened with some of the bigger employers in the area, yeah. right? Microsoft and, and um, Amazon and all them. And I actually had a client who was with uh, Microsoft who was asking for me to cross my fingers that they were going to be laid off. <laughs> they, <laughs> He's ready to retire. Yeah. He wanted to retire. Well, the big thing is he wanted the severance based on his years of service. And so he was like, look, I, I want to walk out the door here in you know April anyway. So if they're going to pull the plug early, then pull it on me. Great. Yeah. Pull it on. And he actually you know, rose his hand. He volunteered his tribute. And, uh, and so it finally came for him. And so he sends me an email saying, Hey, good news. I, I lost my job. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I got out. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's weird to congratulate somebody yeah, on being right. laid off. Yeah, congratulations. Right? But he's, he's very excited. And so that ends up opening up options now, right? Yeah. When it comes to rollovers, what we're talking about here is what options do you have for a 401k, a 403b with a previous employer? And can you do something while you're still working? with that employer, right? So when you end up leaving the employment, uh, whoever it is, that 401k, depending on how much is there, sometimes they'll let you keep it in there, but you can always roll it over. Was that little about $5,000? It, it depends on each company. Yeah, Each company will have their different metrics for it. And, and usually it's whoever the 401k provider is. But you could take that 401k and roll it over into an IRA, and then you can open it up to whatever investments you want. Now, of course, it still has the same stipulations, right? You can, you could, only draw once you get to 59 and a half or else you have 10% penalty and it's all taxable once you draw it out. But the actual rollover itself is not a taxable event. So that's the one way you do it is you leave employment and then you can roll it all over to an IRA. And I think the key there is a direct to direct rollover if you're not yeah. wanting any tax liabilities, right? Yeah. In other words, you're not getting the check yourself. Yeah, don't endorse that check and put it in your bank account. Yeah, do not do that. Because <laughs> uh, even if then you take all the money and you do put that into the new IRA, just the fact that your you know, grimy mitts touch that check for a little while, what the old companies want out 10, 20 percent 
uh, they're forced to for for taxes, and you have to deal with getting that back at the end of the year. So as tax the paid. check has to be met out to the custodian, correct? Yeah, exactly. most times. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And so you have okay. to have a plan here. Right. You know, you have to be with Fidelity or Charles Schwab or whoever, and then it's made out to them for benefit of right. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so that's the the way that it typically works out. But if you're currently working and you want to have more investment options than the 401k, you know, there's a trade off. 401ks typically have less fees. Mm-hmm. That's the 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 big, and and the trade off is less options. Less options, right? Yeah. You know, you'll have 14 options, mm-hmm. and most of them target date fund, bond funds, and S and P 500. Yeah. So, not great. And when you say target date, by the way, I hear that all the time, and people say I've got a target date fund mm-hmm. of 2040 or 2035. Yeah. Uh, explain for the listeners just for a second. Uh, yeah. Take a sidetrack on that. Well, target date funds are great if you're in your 20s, 30s. Uh, it's essentially saying I don't want to rebalance my portfolio <laughs> every year. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want it automatically done. So if you go into a 2040 fund, it's essentially going to rebalance your stock to bond exposure until. 2040 when it's assuming that you are quote unquote retiring yeah so it's constantly going from higher risk to less less risk yeah you yeah. got more stock to to less and so just kind of a side note is i've i have clients frequently come in and be like you know i used to my 401k used to be great it's not not a great earner anymore and you're well, and i go well it's, it's still the 401k what's the difference you look and it's always a target date fund like look this target date fund was earning significantly more 10 years ago because well Yes. Well, yeah. Higher risk, higher gain. You had more stock exposure 10 years ago in that target date fund. So anyway, there's usually a misconception there. But when you get to the point where you're 59 and a half, that's the magic number for the IRS. That's where even if you're currently employed with that that company that offers the 401k, you can do what's called an in-service distribution Mm -hmm. where you roll over the amount in that 401k that's vested into another, another IRA that you have complete control over. Yeah. Now, again, this is not a taxable event, number one. And number two, this does not change the 401k contributions, meaning that you're still contributing. You're still getting the match from whatever the employer has. Nothing changes from the mechanics there. You're just rolling over into something that might be more suitable for you at that point in, in that age. Yeah, I had a client come in this past week uh, where the game plan, he's probably five, seven years from retirement. And the game plan is he's pumping a lot into his 401k, but then he every year he wants to take that out and protect it because he's getting close to, to, to retirement. So mm-hmm. every year we're scheduled to get together and look for, you know, and do an in-service uh, distribution. So, yeah, you keep contributing to your 401k. Um, yeah, it keeps building. And you can only do once a year. Yep. And so that's the other qualification for these for these rollovers is that once a year you can come in and you can, you can change it. Now, that's not always the most beneficial thing to do. You know, sometimes it makes sense to keep some money in the 401k. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and for those listening to, you know, we always assume that everyone understands all the vernacular we're using and, and everything. But just as a really easy way to describe it, when you hear IRA, independent retirement account, right, and you hear 401k, a retirement savings plan from, from your job, in, in layman's terms, you can think of a 401k and an IRA as virtually you know, very, very, very similar things. Just one's independent, and one's work. Would that be fair, Ben? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at an uh, 401k's actual designation in the IRS is a 401k IRA. Yeah, and so when you move it to an IRA, you're just removing the 401k part of it, which again is employer focused. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, yeah, this is, a- I'm sorry, let me interrupt one more time. Sound path. This is sound path through retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Uh, with me, Ben Koval, Matt Liebarger. Sorry to jump in there, guys, but I want to make sure everybody gets the phone number. 
because uh, after the end of the segment, we'll have a great offer for you. 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Go, Please go ahead, Jen. <laughs> no, uh, please continue. Terry, your, your voice is better than mine, so uh, the hearers were just, the listeners were really happy, and he gave me a chance to drink some soda. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the decision point needs to be made for each individual and what makes sense. But there's also another key number here, and it's the rule of 55. So, for example, the client that I was just talking about that was so excited to be retiring, you know, forced forced retiring. Uh, and this isn't something new, right? Uh, we've seen lots of clients come through the office that were forced retirement because of 2020, mm-hmm. either forced by the employer or forced because of health. Yeah. And, and sometimes they're not as happy as this gentleman. And sometimes it's not. It's, yeah. well, it's terrifying. I mean, it's terrifying regardless. Yeah. And that's the thing is when you walk out of the job market, you don't want to have to go back in. No. That's that's one of the biggest fears is that, okay, now I'm going to be 10 years retired, 75 years old, and I have to go back into the workforce because I couldn't retire when I thought I could. That's terrifying. And that's, again, why you need more specific planning. And, and, and that's really what we focus on. But this rule of 55 is a key one for early retirement. And, and this individual was earlier. Um, so he being, you know, 56 years old, 57 years old, having some money in that 401k is going to be crucial. Because when you take the money from the 401k to an IRA, then it, it means you can't touch it till 59 and a half without that 10% penalty. But if it's in the 401k and you draw it directly from that 401k to your bank account as an early retirement, there is no 10% penalty. Yeah, so it's important to know. And so it's important to know. And it's also important that you have an advisor who's independent from this and that they're not going to say, okay, yeah, let's roll everything into an IRA that I control and I charge a percent management fee for. So it's my best interest to do this when it's actually going to cause you significantly more in, in overall penalties that really you don't need to have. And that's one of the reasons why we charge the way that we do. We at SoundPath only charge based on the amount of work that we do. We charge an hourly rate or we charge a, a project base. We don't charge a percent management fee. I feel that that's honestly any fiduciary here in the future is going to have to go more into that route because it just feels best interest more than it does a, a percent fee just arbitrarily out there. You know, if you have a million dollars that you have going to an advisor, what are they going to charge you? One percent. Yeah. Right. If your neighbor has ten thousand dollars going to that same neighbor or go to that same advisor, they might charge one and a half percent. You're still paying significantly more money for the same advice. Just because you have more. Just because you have more. And I can tell you from personal experience, it doesn't take much more effort to manage a million-dollar account than a $10,000 account. And so we always leave a couple spots open during these radio shows to have clients come in, have a complimentary meeting with us to get a good understanding of what we do, a good understanding of what you need, so that we can really create what is a holistic process for you. Again, we don't have the uh, a percent management fee. So if you have an investment that currently works for you, then keep it. And we'll help kind of plan a distribution strategy around it as that holistic approach. So, and if you do sign up, we'll actually give you a copy of my book. This is the little book of big answers for retirement planning success. It's a book I wrote specifically designed as a question and answer format for clients to get very basic questions answered. What do I need to worry about with required minimum distributions? Um, it talks about annuities in there. Is it something I should look at? It even asks, do I need a financial advisor? So we'll get that to you completely free. And then we'll start a holistic process looking at your specific situation and create an easy to understand one page financial review for you. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. The first step, sit down. 
with a financial coach. Something we've been talking about resonates with you. Feel the need to get that second opinion. Make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals and that very important risk tolerance we've been talking about. Just get on the phone. Ben and Matt and his team are standing by. 877-249-6900. Get on the call with Ben and Matt. And like I said, the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by, ready to talk to you. We are going to take a short break and we'll be back with more of SoundPath Through Retirement with Ben and Matt. What's coming up next? We've got the questions from listeners coming up next. So stick around. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and they're back with us to help us, all of us, take charge of your money, including the little pittance of money that I have. Uh, ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. And we thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning at 97.3 KIRO News Radio. Thank you again for joining us. And after the show, what happens, uh, Ben and Matt go over my finances and they have a good laugh. It's uh, It kind of makes their <laughs> Sunday morning. You know, it kind of lightens up the mood. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll talk about that after the show, guys. All right. So let's get into some of the questions here. Let's get to uh, Jeremy in Kirkland. Looking at my 401k, I see transfers Every three months, the same stocks moved around a little. Is that normal? Yeah, that's, that's pretty normal. Uh, and that's rebalancing of some way dollar cost averaging that's happening. So every every quarter is best practice to rebalance the portfolio in general. So you want to do it at least once a year, at most four times a year. So if you're seeing this happening every three months, then it, it's a quarterly rebalancing that's happening. And you don't necessarily need to do it that frequently unless there's a, a burning reason to, but it it's not a bad idea to rebalance your stock portfolios to, you know, tech exposure, um, large cap, mid cap, international, whatever it is. And so that's, that's likely what you're seeing over there. Right. Now, when that happens, do you have to, as does the client need to get permission to do that? Is it like a checkbox on your, on the form? I'm just curious. Well, all of them are a little bit different. Every 401k provider has a different system in there and some of them just do it annually. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, that's probably one of the more more common ways but uh, quarterly is like i said that's that's typical best practice here so um it usually happens unless you have fully independent directed 401k okay so if you have it like for example clients with microsoft you've got brokerage link with your fidelity account where you can invest in whatever you want to invest in well they're not going to rebalance that one for you yeah because that's your decision point so it will depend a little bit on the actual 401k options that you've got. Okay, sounds good. Let's get to Phyllis in Redmond. I'm in my early 60s and have no time to let a 401k bounce back if it tanks. I'm pretty nervous about what would happen to our, my retirement if we went into a recession. Well, aren't we all? Anyway, is it a decent idea to pull it all out? Uh, the way I see it, it's better to lose some potential growth than to lose a whole lot more. Is Phyllis in the panic mode here? Uh, fetal position in the corner, like you guys mentioned earlier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might be. She might be. Yeah. She might be. Uh, you know, this is something where, I mean, if, if Phyllis came in and started talking with me right away, I'm going to simply know that she is she is scared of risk at this point. I mean, she really she really is. And that's important for a financial advisor to to take into consideration. We want to meet people where they're at and see are you know what their risk tolerance is at the same time at the same time we are often you know we're paid to share our our advice and if we think someone 
might be uh, more scared than they ought or not as scared as they ought. Uh, we, we definitely will talk somebody through. So sometimes uh, one thing I see is, and Ben and I were talking about this actually before the show, that sometimes people uh, are scared, you know, and, and they want to leave the market when they shouldn't. And some people want to jump into the market. What, what was it? You, you yeah, it's, it's the two biggest issues people run into when it comes to investing themselves, and it's fear and greed. Fear and greed. That, that's right. it. So fear keeps you out of the market when you should really be in, and greed keeps you in the market when you should be rebalancing. Yeah. And, and, and I've heard people say, well, after 2022, I took this huge loss. I should just take my money out. And I've had a few clients say, I've got it now all in cash. I'm like, so you waited for the worst drop that we've experienced in forever, and you sold low? You know, and yeah. uh, it, you know, it's something that just needs to be talked through. Well, there's, there's, th there's two sides of it, right? I've told this story before on the on radio show, but I had a client who came in to me December of 2021, and they were essentially in FANG stocks. So again, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Microsoft. And she was very hesitant to actually implement a plan because her stocks had done so great, mm -hmm. right? They've done such a good job of accumulating. And we're talking about dialing down risk a little bit to create consistency for her. But she didn't want to dial down. She didn't want to dial it down. Yeah. And so, you know, the, and, and also there's other elements, you know, there's capital gains tax that was involved as well. And, you know, the conversation is that, well, if you want to avoid things like capital gains costs, well, you have to wait for the market to crash, then sell at the lowest possible point. Yeah, no, which no is one, always dumb. No one wants to do that. <laughs> right. But, yeah. but that's that's the only way you avoid that um, outside of long term gains. So this this idea of fear and greed is very prevalent and you don't want to overreact to a specific situation that's happened in the marketplace. Now, that being said, last year, 2022 was objectively one of the worst years for a retiree in recent memory. Yeah. Uh, even in 2008, at least we didn't have inflation eroding your overall you know, spending power. So when you add that all up, this, this idea of being concerned and being fearful isn't uncommon, but it also, also highlights the need to look at your assets in a much different way. Once you get to that 60 years, even 50 years old, you need to start looking at it a different way, looking at it in a way that's going to also still accumulate but create consistencies. Yeah, You don't want the market to dictate whether you can get retired or whether you can stay, stay retired. retired yeah. And the way you do that is through creating time horizons with your funds, creating a plan that focuses on your goals, not the investments. Yeah, Because the investments can then match the goals as you need it. There's tons of investments out there to do whatever you want it to do. You know, as we laugh at Gary and his investments as he's, <laughs> you know, in the uranium mines off of the yeah, coast of exactly, Peru. Exactly. You know, he... And Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. All Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget my yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> the, the knockoff Bitcoin, though, not the not yeah. the name brand. But yeah. But, you know, by the way, and, and it's like it's really interesting because I know, you know, uh, both Ben and Matt are fiduciaries, which means they have to have the best interests of their clients. But sometimes they also need to be like acting psychologists and hold people's hands uh, through these <laughs> things because it, retirement can be very stressful and and people are freaking out. So you got to that's what that's some of the things that they do. Uh, thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. 877-249-6900. That's the number to call and get on the calendar with Ben and Matt. 877-249-6900. Uh, zero, zero. And thank you for joining us on 97.3 KIRO News Radio on this Sunday morning. Oh, let's get to, let's see, we got Frank. And where is Frank? Frank is in Mount Lake Terrace, okay? Is it better to buy treasuries than corporate bonds right now because of tax implications? From what I've seen, it looks like you get taxed all kinds of ways with corporate bonds and yields uh, don't feel like they're worth it with treasury bonds. What do we have for uh, Frank? 
Well, to be honest, uh, I I don't really like either option right now. <laughs> uh, the taxation is generally the similar, uh, whether it's treasuries or corporate bonds. Uh, the one that ends up becoming significantly different, especially in the state of Washington, is municipal bonds. Jeez. Those are the ones that are tax-free, so you don't need to worry about that growth. Unless it's all in an IRA, then it doesn't matter. It's taxed the same way. So this is only when it comes to non-qualified brokerage accounts, right? After-tax money that you've already invested into something else. Now, the... You know, the, the issue here is that there are just better vehicles to use than, um, let's say, corporate bonds, for example. So a corporate bond is an obligation from like Microsoft that pays you a fixed rate for a fixed period. The issue is that unless you start getting into junk bond, oh, sorry, not junk bond, high yield uh, high bonds. High yield, yeah. 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 <laughs> unless you start getting into those territories, it, the return just isn't worth it in, in this environment. Uh, and there's no safety net, right? If that company goes out of business, you've lost your money. Now, Microsoft, very unlikely, yeah. right? But the ma and pa. The high yield. And, and for, yeah. for, for those listening right now, high yield is the uh, new lipstick they put on the pig. If you've heard <laughs> of junk bonds in the past. They're, they're, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. They're trying to give it a better name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it does sound more attractive. Well, of course, I want higher yield, not understanding there's, well, Yeah, I'd rather have junk bonds. Something, that. I, something that's worth nothing. Junk. Yeah. <laughs> So that's uh, you know that, that's the the corporate bond exposure. The treasuries, of course, are safe. You've got FDIC insurance. Uh, well, not, it's not FDIC. The treasuries are backed by the federal government. Yeah. So it's not like a CD. But um, but the key is how are those rates right now related to inflation? Oh well, you know, under it. Yeah. And it depends on the time horizon. So right now we're we're experiencing inversions, and we have for months. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, if you take a look at your CD rates, go to your bank. And ask for a six-month CD rate and a 10-year CD rate. Yeah, the six-month is better. The six-month is going to be better. <laughs> yeah. Which typically is not the case, right? You lock your money up longer, and it's supposed to be a higher return for you. And but, this happens in times of inflation. Well, it happens during times of recession. Yeah. Um, so when markets start to go really struggling, then we have inversions happening pretty constantly. And so uh, that won't be solved until we actually get inflation, which is causing some of these concerns under, under control. And so, you know, there, if, you're, if you're looking at the difference between these types of fixed vehicles, these um, protected principled fixed rate of return vehicles, first, make sure that the vehicle itself is protected principle. And so, again, don't don't look at junk bonds. You know, your your cousin's business, you know, flipping houses is not <laughs> a great bond purchase. Um, I'm sure your cousin's a great guy. Sure, uh, yes, now, course. the... Uh, <laughs> some of my cousins are great guys, uh, but only some of them. <laughs> Do they have a rolling business? <laughs> they, they've got, they've got a, a, that a rolling, rolling business, business we were talking about. Yeah. All right. By the way, uh, uh, so thanks to Jeremy, Phyllis, and Frank. We appreciate you listening, and thank you for your questions. We're pretty much out of time, guys. Uh, and yeah. uh, and and Ben and Matt, tell our friends and listeners uh, one more time why they should come see you. Well, because we focus on the the full puzzle. So sometimes we'll see advisors that just want to fit a single piece of the puzzle in for a client. They want to sell a specific product. They want to do just one specific thing. We want to focus on the entire holistic puzzle that you have. How do all the pieces fit together? And how do we create consistency in what you're trying to achieve? And that usually involves five key areas of retirement planning. We talk through income planning first, then tax planning, insurance planning, estate planning, and then finally investment planning. So all five of those pieces need to be viewed with a fine-tooth comb to get to a plan that's going to be consistent enough for you to stabilize your income, but flexible enough to be able to change 
when inevitably the world changes around us. So we always leave a handful of spots open for callers into the radio show to come onto our calendar. And you can either come and see us in person or we can do it remote. If COVID taught us anything, it was how to do these things remote. <laughs> so um, shoot us a call. We'll have that free, completely free complimentary meeting where we'll go through our process, answer whatever questions you might have and see if there's a fit here for us. And of course, if you do come in, then we'll give you a free copy of my book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success, a book designed to help retirees answer the basic questions that everybody faces as they enter that stage of life. 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Folks, no cost, no obligation. Get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications there'll be, and how much income you can securely generate from once you do move into retirement. So pick up the phone, and the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by. 877-249-6900. Get on the calendar, and uh, let's get you going into a smooth retirement. You get some peace of mind when you sit down and have that plan worked out with uh, Ben and Matt. The show has flown right by. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. And we look forward to you again next week with new topics and new questions right here on Sound Path Retirement. Ben and Matt, always a pleasure. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk next week. Thank you, Gary. Hey, thank you, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.